and welcome to the Heavy Pages podcast. I'm Josie, the host and creator. The inspiration for this podcast comes from journal entries that I kept while navigating through my separation and divorce. Each week, I read through a journal entry and then I analyze and discuss how I feel now, how I remember feeling then, and what I feel I've learned along the way. So thank you for joining me on this journey, and I hope that you take something positive away from each episode. Now let's get to it. Hello, and welcome back to another episode. I want to start this one off by clarifying a couple things, specifically that I totally lost track of the journal entry number I was on. I seem to have lost count because I did do a couple podcasts where I did double entries because the entries were so small or they were so short that I just added two together to give you guys a little more bang for your buck, right? And so that means that I miscounted and I had all of my numbers off. So I changed the names on my titles. I might have just gotten rid of the podcast numbers. I mean, I might have gotten rid of the journal entry numbers just to keep it straight. But since I have mentioned a few times what number we are on, I want to officially clarify and say that we are today on journal entry number 48. It will be my 48th journal entry. From now on, I probably won't say the journal entry unless it's like a big deal, like, you know, 50 or 75th or 100, if I have that many, which I probably do, but we'll see. So just to clarify, this is the 48th journal entry, and it is for Thursday, August 19th. Okay, so I'm a bit on the bothered side tonight. Why? Well, because I'm here at my old house because due to the hurricane, we had no electric at mom's place. And there is also no school, so I can be here at the house and get some of the packing done. Anyway, I'm bothered because I have come to the conclusion that I have zero respect for my husband and that I really need to stop being two-faced. And I also really just need to be glad that it's over. He has turned into such a shallow person that it's pathetic. In fact, I think it borders on disgusting. Why do I say these things? Well, let us start with last night. It was Wednesday and scrapbook night for me, so it was on him to watch our son. Well, he had not been able to go to salsa class because of the weather and just could not miss last night. So he got the neighbor to watch our son. It bugged me, but if he does not want to spend time with his son, whatever. But later, I find out that he lied to our son about where he was going. Maybe it's not as big a deal as I see it as, but still. He told our son he was going to do something else other than salsa class, because then he would not have to take him and could avoid the guilt of explaining why. Yes, it does bother me a lot. Okay, so we move in, let's see, 15 days, and he moves, okay, gets his new place next Wednesday. I have been here a lot getting my packing done. What has he done? Not a darn thing. Is it my problem? No, it's not. Still, I told him I would help him with our son's room. I said we do it together or you do it alone. Okay, so I thought we would be doing it tonight. I mentioned doing it tonight and he was like, okay, well, guess what? 
He just left to go clubbing. Why does that bother me? God, I know it should not, but it does. This is all his freaking life is about now. One club after another. This is so why I need to stay away from him. And as God knows, even living here, I'm trying very hard to do just that. Anyway, I can't even help but think what the hell is up with him. Is this really all that matters in his life? He threw away his wife and his son to go clubbing. It's so sad. I have been reading these books about divorce and how people grow apart and it's no one's fault. And I want to believe it and I want to feel like that is what happened with us. But the life he's living now, it does not look like he grew apart from me. In fact, it does not look like he grew at all. It looks more like he regressed to his teen and college years. And I will not let myself think that, well, he did not party so much before I met him and he was married and responsible for a son when he was in his 20s or so. But who gives a fuck? I was 23 and I bet he still had done more than I did at that time. He did much of that stuff as a teen. And so unless he was a liar and all he told me was bullshit, still, still he has left us. And all that is different about him is that he goes to salsa and talks more Spanish and clubs a lot. If he is growing, I don't see it. Maybe it's not there for me to see, but still, okay. So he has lots of new friends. Good for him. Not something he needed to abandon his family for. I just do not see anything positive about what he is doing, and that offends me. Should I be? Well, maybe not. Does that change the fact? No, it does not. I'm mad, and writing is not helping. It's making me even more mad. I just think, what a motherfucking asshole. We meant so little to him that clubbing and salsa means more. I hate that it makes me mad. I hate that I want to cry, and I hate him. What the fuck am I so nice to him for? Why the fuck? Do I take anything that has to do with him into consideration? I know that I will do better without him. I never knew he was so fucking shallow. I'm just shocked and I'm angry. And I know that I need to get out of that mode. I mean, to be fair, what am I doing? Well, I'm at school and I'm studying so that I can take care of myself and my son. Am I losing weight? No, I'm not. There are many reasons for that, but some of them are because I do not have all this free time. Guy does. I can't just go and do things. I need to ask mom or my brother or someone if, if I need to go do something that our son can't go do. Not him. He just up and goes. Well, I'm going to stop making it easy for him, starting with the packing. He did not help me with my stuff at all, and I do not plan to help him. I am pretty much done. I have one or two more things, and that's it. I'm hoping to get it all moved out by this weekend and God willing, we will have electric back at the house and I'm gone and never looking back. I will not come back to see this house. I will not come back to help him pack. And if he has the guts to ask me after he went out all the time, instead of doing what needed to be done, I swear I'm going to tell him just that. No, I'm sorry. I cannot help you. I watched you pick partying instead of packing. Not that it should shock me since you picked it instead of your family, but I still did what I needed to be done. And no one helped me. So no, I cannot. I will not be helping you. I will not help him. And the window for helping with our son's room has passed. And I will not ask for his help. And I will not even take it. I want nothing from him. So I do not feel like I have to pay him back. He has turned out to be a shallow nothing that does not deserve my respect. And he does not deserve my time. And he sure as hell does not deserve my love. And I'm just wasting it on a man that does not value or respect it. So I do not value or respect him. 
<laughs> okay, apparently I had a lot of feelings going on. But I do remember the time. And yes, it was right after a hurricane. A hurricane. And I, I, I'm surprised that I didn't journal. Well, obviously I couldn't journal because there was no electricity. But I seem to remember that while I was hiding out in the closet with my son during that hurricane because it got pretty violent. I was so mad. I was feeling, you know, again, in a pity party for myself, crying in a closet with my son because my mom's house closet. I wasn't in my own house. This is what my life had come down to. (laughs) The hurricane had nothing to do with my divorce, my separation. But just being put in that situation and not being at where I was supposed to or where I thought I was supposed to be, like at my house with my husband and my son. It was really, it was emotional. It was traumatizing. Luckily, our house was safe. My mom's house, we were safe there. Nothing really major happened. Just, you know, a lot of trees and leaves and, but nothing dangerous. And it was just the experience, just having, still dealing with the trauma of a separation that I didn't want being displaced from my home and then a hurricane. It just, it's just a lot. It's just a lot for one, one gal to handle. I do remember then I was like, you know what? I am going back to my freaking house because there's AC over there and my child needs it and screw it. It's my house. So I'm going back and I did need to pack, but I do remember that he was, off doing his own thing. He wasn't focused on the job at hand, but honestly, I should not be surprised because he was always like that. Maybe he wasn't going off to do salsa and maybe he wasn't um, going out clubbing, but he was also a procrastinator and I mostly had to handle things on my own. And I did because that was my job. And I was okay with that. I carried the load. He sure made the money. But I pretty much kept the house running and, you know, all those other things. So it was time to pack. And he wasn't around. And I will tell you, I'm sure, because I remember, that he does actually come back and get pissed off because he has to do the rest himself. It's probably going to come up in the next journal entry. But, oh, yeah, he gets mad because when he's done packing and he's got, you know, the time crunch, because he's got to go. Then he's like, hey, I thought you were going to help me. Anyway, I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but I know that that's coming because I remember that exactly what I thought was going to happen does happen. But him leaving our son with the neighbor so that he can go to salsa class because he wasn't able to go during the weekend or whatever day he wasn't able to go. I... It still annoys me now. It still makes me mad now to hear that because time with your child should be precious. I mean, he's not even living with him anymore. So he only gets him every other weekend and one night a week. That's not enough for me. That was never, that would not be enough for me to see my child. I want to see my child as much as humanly possible. And he would choose to not take him. Now, Did my son have fun at the neighbors? I don't know, because they were not, they didn't have children. They were nice people, but they didn't have children. But would he he have had fun at the salsa class? Probably not, because I know that he, meaning Guy, would take him to salsa class. And my poor son would just sit in a corner while 
he was taking the class and just watch him. Maybe he'd bring a tablet or something, but they were still not bonding or doing anything together. Like he didn't even put his son in the class. Like here, take a kid class while I'd take an adult class. No, he just went to the adult class and had his son sit there in a chair. I think it's shameful. Exactly what I said. I, it was, it was sad. It was sad that this was where his focus was, that he was just forgetting that he had a family or not prioritizing. Even his son, forget about me. Clearly, I'm chopped liver at this point. What do I matter? But his son, and when I would see that, when I would see the value that he would put on his son, it would remind me, like, you don't want this person. You don't want to be with this person. Look at look at what he cares about, like out at the clubs, out salsa dancing. No, that's not the lifestyle that I want. That's not the life that I want. So that's not the man that I want. And good for me if I could just keep remembering that and keep remembering that and keep remembering that because my head knew it, but the emotions of going through it, you know, they weren't that easy. On paper, Guy was not worth all of my pain and all of my struggle. He was not a good partner for me. It's just, that's what it is. He was not a good partner for me. On paper, if someone handed me a resume and said, this is the, this is the man you're going to marry or this is your husband, I'd be like, uh, don't want him. No, thank you. Not interested. But of course, it's not that easy because you have all of the years of emotion, of the marriage, you have all of the connection, you have all of your lost self-esteem if you've, you know, turned your life into solely being a wife and a mother. There's nothing else. All of those other things need to be considered. And that's why, even though, even after realizing, you know, all of this, and I'm sure I mentioned before, he started going to tanning salons. He started being like this whole other person. And you know, okay, good for him. He wanted to reinvent himself. I didn't know any of these new friends. These people had no clue who I was. He could be whoever he was. And I will say something else. Because I was still kind of not ready to let go, and while we were together, he had always asked me, that he had always told me, it's not a lie, he had always told me he wanted to do salsa dancing. And I just wouldn't do it. But I had, a, I had low self-esteem. I didn't feel like I had any rhythm for being a Puerto Rican woman. I really felt like I had no rhythm. And I was extremely overweight. I did not want to go put myself through that. So as soon as we broke up, he ran to do that. And I get that. That's something he had always wanted to do. I, I don't blame him for that. But, you know, he, there's a time and a day. I mean, you have a whole bunch of days off that you could do it. You don't have to do it when you have your son. But we go back to the whole reinventing himself. What I was saying was that, you know, when I was then, oh, trying to be the woman that he wanted, I actually went and took some salsa classes because he would come back and, and tell me, oh, I did this and oh, I learned this. And he was so proud of himself and he still wanted to share with me what he had learned and tell me about these things. And then I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go over and, and do that too. So I went so that I, I, I went to a few classes, but uh, it's not for me. It's still not for me. But when I went, I remember that I mentioned him to somebody. I didn't say he was my husband. I just mentioned, oh, you know, 
uh, I know somebody who comes here, his name is Guy and whatever. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, the Mexican. And I'm like, um, okay, yes, his mother was like half Mexican, which makes him one third Mexican, which also the man, basically, he was a white guy. I mean, he was a white guy. But he was totally reinventing himself. I, I mentioned that he's speaking more Spanish. You know, he did not grow up learning Spanish. He started speaking some Spanish and picking it up with the years that he was with me. But then this new, this new Rico Suave guy from the salsa classes was a Mexican who could speak pretty decent Spanish or whatever. And I'm just like, who the hell are you talking about? I didn't correct her. I didn't say anything to her. I was just like another window into what was going on. Just, wow. I, I mean, I honestly don't even know what to say to that, but he, he, he really was on a kick to completely reinvent himself. Well, okay, good for him. I got out. I didn't continue to take the classes. I knew that I was only doing it to show him that I was, you know, doing something that he liked and maybe, but he already had a clue. He's like, you're only doing this because I want you to do this. And he was turning it into his space and I didn't want to be in his space, honestly. So I left it alone. I let it, I let it be his thing. I'm not sure what more there is to say on this journal entry. I can tell that again, I was hurting, but I was getting more towards the anger stage of things, which is an improvement. I was really seeing him for who he was turning out to be. And, you know, now I'm going to say he's not turning, he wasn't turning into a horrible person. Obviously, there are more horrible things to do. He was just turning into a person that I didn't recognize and also a person that I didn't care for. So... I mean, that was his process and okay. And then I was on my own process and basically that is, oh, I hate saying that. That is what it is. So, so basically we were starting to show how we were growing apart or being different. And that brings me to my comment about, I don't think he's growing at all, that he's regressing, which is funny, but he was growing into a completely different person. And still evolving, changing, being somebody else. And okay, that's what he needed. That's what he needed. And what I go back to is I needed to, and what the best thing to do to get yourself through this is to quit worrying about what they are doing. And I would do that in the letter. Like I'm talking about what am I doing? That's where the focus needs to be. What are you doing? You guys are not going to get back together. So what are you, Josie, what are you doing? That's where my focus needs to be. That's where I need to be focused, not how he's reinventing himself. No, it's not a race. No, I'm not trying to copy him, but I need to figure out what my thing is. What do I want to do? How do I want to evolve? And that is where I should be paying attention and putting in energy. Well, I hope that you enjoyed this journal entry. Got some good insight into how I'm doing X amount of months later. What are we? In August, almost the end of August. So 
still been a process. What is that? Five months? It was February, right? Six months, almost six months into the separation. And I'm getting into the anger stage. Good, good. Let's see if I can keep slowly moving through those emotions so I can get to the other side. I guess I'm going to leave it here for now. Thanks again for listening and for following my journey. And that wraps up this week's episode. As always, thanks for listening. If you would like to reach out to me and share your thoughts and opinions or comments and concerns, you can always do so at www.heavypagespodcast.com. And if you haven't rated and subscribed or shared this podcast with others, I encourage you to do so. I hope you have a wonderful day and a great rest of the week. Until next time, bye for now.